Welcome in to the At The Yard Podcast, presented by Prep Baseball Report California. Today, Jack Shannon takes us on the San Diego Swing to break down the playoff brackets announced this weekend. We'll take a look at some of the teams, games, and players to keep an eye on as we march into the postseason. Stay tuned for that coming up next. Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I'm pleased to be joined by San Diego area scout Jack Shannon. Jack, playoff time in San Diego. It's time, you know, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is what these guys work for all year. Brackets came out this weekend, and there's some pretty interesting matchups here uh, from the outset, and, you know, we're going to break all that stuff down, but you've had a time to look at the brackets a little bit, and uh, I'm sure you've got to be pretty excited about what's coming up here in the next few weeks. Yeah, it's really exciting to uh, finally get to this point. Uh, I reached 54 games on the season, so I feel like I have a pretty good pulse for the uh, county baseball, and uh, I'm just real excited to uh, see how it all breaks down. Awesome. So just really quickly, the San Diego, the CIF San Diego section, they do five divisions, a division one through five, and they also do an open division where they take 16 teams, or pardon me, eight teams, and they do a double elimination uh, little tournament there. Uh, we will break all this stuff down here as we get into the podcast. So let's jump into Division 5. Jack, we'll start from Division 5 and move our way up into the open division. So give break down Division 5 for us a little bit. What do you see there? What, what's got you kind of you know intrigued uh, moving forward into the postseason? Yeah, Division Five's got a lot of the smaller schools that have, uh, you know, had success this year, and I'm looking most forward to uh, getting out to see Mount Empire. Um, they've got a guy, Trevor Elliott, who became the uh, second most strikeouts in San Diego high school baseball history uh, earlier this season. He finished the year with 152 strikeouts and 63 innings, and hit 542. So we're talking. I mean, even beyond video game numbers, uh, more like slow pitch softball hitting numbers. Um, so just stellar statistics, and I'm really uh, looking forward to getting some eyes on him. Jack, you just said 152 strikeouts in 63 innings. That's that's more, you know, that's like two and a half strikeouts uh, per inning. I mean, that's just absolutely insane with a .33 ERA. Trevor Elliott over at uh, Mountain Empire certainly getting it done. But let's jump into uh, Division Four. Uh, what do you see in Division Four? Uh, what are you looking forward to out of Division Four? You know, there's some interesting uh, teams there. A couple teams here, the top four seeds in San Diego section get buys. So the buys in Division Four this year are Southwest, Palo Verde, Mount Carmel, and Tri City Christian. So there'll be some play-in games on Tuesday. Which of those play-in games are, are you looking forward to seeing the most? I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking into the uh, Calexico Mar Vista game. Um, the eight versus nine in, in any sport tournament is usually a is usually a solid matchup. Uh, I've heard I've heard that those are two tough teams with similar styles of play. So I think that'll be a a, a grinded out good matchup. And then the one team in uh, that I'm interested to see how they're going to perform is Mount Carmel. They got the three seed with a bye and uh, 
they've definitely played the hardest schedule of any team in Division Four. They were in the Palomar League this year, so they played Poway, Rancho Bernardo, and Westview three times each. Um, so they've they've been uh, they've played the best the county has to offer. So I think that's going to help them out playing in the Division Four playoff where they aren't going to be facing the same talent that they face throughout the year. So I think uh, that that's going to help Mount Carmel out, and I won't be surprised if they make a nice little run. Yeah, they'll they'll face the winner of the play-in game. Uh, the Sweetwater High School is hosting. Uh, the bracket presently doesn't list who Sweetwater is playing, so uh, that's a pretty interesting little uh, nugget there. But Sweetwater is hosting as the sixth seed. They'll play the 11th seed tomorrow at 3.30, winner of that will travel to Mount Carmel on Wednesday uh, to play the first round game. And that's pretty interesting right in and of itself. The play-in game on a Tuesday, the first round game on a Wednesday. And if you win that, you go to a second round game on Friday, uh, you know, with a potential third round game on Saturday. So, I mean, Sweetwater, West Hills, Central Union, uh, you know, these teams that are in the play-in round, these guys could potentially play four games this week. Yeah, it's a quick playoff. I mean, in, in total, I think we're talking 10, 10, 11 days for the entire playoffs. So uh, it's it's going to be quick. It's going to be a lot of games, and, and it's all going to come down to pitching. Yeah, pitching, de- pitching depth, right? So let's let's jump into Division Three. This is where we start seeing uh, some, I guess, more familiar names in terms of uh, teams and players. Division three, number one seed, Mara Mesa. Uh, let's see, number four seed is Valhalla. Number three seed is San Pasqual. And number two seed is Patrick Henry, who's had uh, a pretty good season there as well. But you look at some of these play-in games, Jack, and holy smokes, man, it's kind of a who's who, right? I mean, you got UC against San Diego Academy, Steel Canyon against Olympian, Sarah against Hilltop, uh, RBV against Modern Day Catholic. Uh, that should be a really interesting game there in the play-in game. But w- what has your attention here in Division Three in San Diego? Uh, well, I saw Sarah earlier this year. Uh, they were a solid team. They won a big uh, tournament championship versus Patrick Henry, and they're the current currently in the 11th seed going against Hilltop. So I I, uh, I could see an upset there. I think University City, they've got two really good senior pitchers and Christian Wood and Zay Pena. Um, so one of those guys will be going up against Nick Sandos. I think that'll be a good game. And then uh, Steel Canyon's a solid team too. I think for a five seed, uh, doesn't doesn't tell um, how good they can be. And uh, I have seen Valhalla a few times and I'm a big fan of and, uh, and their ace in Gracia and then O'Sullivan too. So they got two two good pitchers. So Wahala is going to be um, tough to get around. And then Mir Mesa, Mir Mesa has been a tough team all year. Um, they've made noise and uh, found themselves with the number one seed. Yeah. Mir Mesa, the Marauders making a little bit of a comeback there. Uh, let's jump into division two, Jack. And before we jumped on the air, you and I were chatting about this one and uh, we, you obviously uh, love this division. Tell us a little bit about why you like this division so much before we jump into it. And there seems to be a lot of storylines in this one. Yeah, coming into the season, the uh, the top four seeds were really four teams I didn't know much about or wasn't really told 
you know, you got to watch these teams. None of the uh, preseason uh, rankings and previews and all that stuff. We're talking about Sage Creek, Point Loma, Santa Fe Christian, and then the number one seed in D2, Classical Academy. I think Classical Academy getting the number one seed is a story in itself. It's a school of 400 kids, and then um, they've got some homeschooling kids, a part of their high school as well. So them getting the, the number one seed, is a big deal and um, they put a great record in this year. So they're highly deserving. And then the two seed uh, point Loma is the hottest team in San Diego. And right I don't think they've lost in 18 games. They're, they're firing on all cylinders. They've got two legitimate starters. And in terms of a, a of a uh, batting lineup, getting through uh, Gorson hall, Barber and Odegen, those four guys, I would say that's the best four um, in a row in the county right now. Um, from a pitching standpoint, um, you're facing two lefty, uh, three lefties, and a righty. Um, all all can all can do damage and all have pops. So that's that's a very good lineup. Um, I'm expecting big things from Point Loma and then Sage Creek with Klensky. Um, if you had asked me, who am I starting game one and? For any pitcher in San Diego, I'm probably going with Klensky right now. He's had a great year. Um, and then they've got a good number two in Sakata. So Sage Creek's got some good pitching, uh, and they should roll. And then when you look at the guys in the playing game, you're looking at teams like Coronado and Benita Vista, who have lots of talent and have beaten good teams this year. Um, Otai Ranch has got um, – arguably the best power arm in San Diego County and Octavio Corona. And then Ramona has been getting hot at the late of the season with Derek Diamond, Claremont and Bishops and Santana are also tough teams. So overall, it's just a, uh, it's a really good bracket. Um, it's going to be great matchups and I'm excited to see where division two has. Yeah, that's a pretty stacked bracket. And those, you look at those play-in games, man. Those guys, you know, any other year are, you know, one of these ranked teams potentially. And, you know, I like that that you mentioned that Coronado-Bonita Vista game. Coronado started off the season lights out, right? They kind of cooled off a little bit. And and, and Bonita, you know, they, they started kind of inconsistently, figured it out a little bit, and, you know, and, and then got back to their kind of a little inconsistent ways. But, you know, that could be potentially a, a really big game, uh, you know, to move on to, to face Sage Creek to, uh, to Wednesday and, and, you know, potentially face Klensky there. Uh, I really like that matchup, that that Coronado 11 seed against Benita Vista 6 seed. I think that could be a really good one. And then, uh, you know, obviously you mentioned Derek Diamond and Ramona. And, and, and just based on what I'm hearing, it sounds like they're starting to pick it up. And Derek's really making an impression with the bat as well. Yeah, he's starting to hit the ball out of the park. And Ramona is, is definitely one of the teams where they were really struggling earlier in the year, and they ended up winning their league. So they're going into the playoffs as a 12 seed, probably with a chip on their shoulder with that ranking after winning the league. Yeah, no doubt. The 12, especially given the amount of expectations that they had coming into the season. So that, that, that's a game to keep an eye on here tomorrow and the play or the play-in games, excuse me. So let's shift over to Division One, Jack. The top four seeds in Division One: Grossmont is the number one overall seed. Madison is the two seed. 
Canyon Crest Academy as the three seed, and St. Augustine, uh, who has put together a nice finish to their season, is the number four seed. So what do you see in a Division One? Uh, what is it that uh, has you intrigued potentially in, in terms of teams and some early matchups? Uh, and then who are some of the players to watch in Division One? Yeah, Division One's another one where there's a lot of a lot of seems like a lot of parity um, throughout it. So I'm not going to be surprised at upsets here either. I think St. Augustine getting the buy is huge. They won their Lions tournament, so they are tournament tested this year already. So they are in line to make a nice little run. Grossmont got the number one seed, so they are going to rely on their their pitching and. Um, Defense and some timely hitting to get going. Um, La Jolla Country Day has been has been tough this year as well. Uh, Granite Hills is usually a tough matchup. It's going to be a tough one for Vista early on. And Canyon Crest has uh, put together a nice season. Uh, they swept Lacosta Canyon late in the year. Uh, they've got some good pitchers in Cole Collarin and Jeff Goldman. Uh, and a nice bullpen. So Canyon Crest, uh, from a pitching standpoint, has a lot to like. So that's a team to keep your eye on because um, pitching depth is everything at this point. Um, I really like the Westview San Marcos game. I see um, some similarities in, in just the teams in general, North County teams, talent, guys that play together and travel ball know each other. So I think that'll be a fun game. Um, and San Marcos has been coming on strong after a slow start to the season so they're a team to keep an eye on and then francis parker carlsbad's interesting to me as well um, carlsbad has got the talent um they've played a very tough schedule all year uh so i'm gonna be uh interested to see how they do early on with their guys and uh of course to uh watch thomas Tagisi continue to hit and then Madison has been tough all year as well. They they play in a tough conference conference and um, have beaten some good teams. So um, lots like here. Yeah, there's some really good matchups that that when I saw this bracket, it kind of you know perked me up a little bit. That eight nine matchup that you you know you talked about earlier about the eight nine matchup in any tournament's generally a good game, but. Here in Division One, you got La Jolla Country Day against Mission Hills. That should be a, a really intriguing game. Uh, La Jolla Country Day, the eight seed, so they'll get the home the home game. Uh, and, and then uh, I'm, that Westview San Marcos game. There's just going to be a lot of talent on the field there uh, for both of those teams. So that should be a, a really uh, a really good game as well. You know, unfortunately, the winner of that's got to move on to face the number one overall seed, uh, Canyon Crest. Uh, but yeah, Jack, let's shift over to the open division, the final division. We'll talk about here in our playoff preview. Uh, the number one seed, as you mentioned, is Eastlake. The number two seed is Helix. The number three seed is Poway. And the number four seed is Torrey Pines. The open divisions generally viewed as the top eight teams in the region are taken out of the playoff bracket and created their own bracket. There are no play-in games for this. This bracket begins on Wednesday, and there is just let's go through just some of the the matchups here, right? So we'll start with the one. Let's let's go. Let's start at the bottom of the bracket. Let's go with the two-seven matchup here: Helix against Lacosta Canyon. 
uh, two teams. And that's the other thing, right? With with the, the way San Diego is, these guys have all played each other at least once and maybe a handful of times. Uh, so there's generally no surprises, right? Yeah, so the 2-7 will, is a tale of two different stories, I'd say, with Lacoste Canyon and Helix. Lacoste Canyon started the season out hot, um, firing on all cylinders. Spencer Jones was healthy, both on the mound and at the plate. Helix was the preseason number one, and they um, had a horrible record to start the year. And um, the table tables have turned completely. Lacoste Canyon stumbled heavily into the um, playoffs, and Helix is going the other way. So um, we've seen LCC do it, um, and we've seen L- Helix struggle, and then we've seen Helix um, do really well and LCC struggle. So this game has a um, is intriguing from that standpoint alone. Um, Poway Scripps Ranch will be interesting. That's the three six. Um, I I read that Poway lost out on the one seed by a hundredth of a point, and then they were tied with Helix. Um, but they, the head-to-head went to Helix because Helix beat Poway. So Poway um, was just a hair away from being the one seed, and all of a sudden they find themselves out of three seeds. So um, that's an interesting situation. And then Scripps Ranch is kind of um, – I've seen them, a solid ball club, but I also feel like they've been a little uh, under the radar throughout the year. So hopefully um, they're probably going to want to make some noise. And then the four five Rancho Bernardo Tory Pines, I think, is just a, a good game in the name itself. We're talking two big powerhouses in San Diego that uh two schools that are known um throughout the state and uh um I think it's just gonna be a, a good game in general because they usually play each other in um league. This year they weren't in the same league, so they get to face each other this year. Uh so I think that's gonna be uh, a lot of fun. And then our one eight is uh, is is real nice with East Lake Cathedral Catholic. Uh, I'm really most looking forward to the pitching matchup with Ricky Tibbet going against Jake Rons, two senior leaders, two guys, San Diego State, Long Beach State commits. Um, I think East Lake's going to have their hands full. They're going to have to come out uh, swing, and I think Cathedral Catholic should be going into that game. Um, free and easy with nothing to lose. They're on the road versus the one seed with their ace on the mound. They got to like their chances for being the lower seeded team with the pressure on East Lake. So um, I'm definitely going to be out at that game. excited for that one. So uh, the open, open first rounds looking to uh, turn out to be a good one. Yeah, I like what you sent and the note you sent me. You said, you know, the open division is open, right? I mean, it's it's essentially, uh, you know, anyone's championship to win at this point with all of these teams being as good as they are. 100%. I mean, you you could you could call the article, yeah, the article could be called The Open is Open. I mean, every I I I'm looking at it filling out my own personal bracket and I'm, you know, every team I could see every team moving on um, based off uh, based off what they have have to offer. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll be good to uh, get out to the East Lake game as well to see Keone, um, whose draft stock continues to uh, hold steady. MLB.com had him as the last pick in the first round in their first mock draft. So I expect uh, with the draft about two three weeks away, I expect uh, a lot of eyes to be on him facing some uh, top-tier pitching. 
Yeah, no doubt. And and you he's gonna get that right out of the gate with, with Rons, but it's not just Jake Rons that East Lake needs to worry about, right? There's another Rons that they might be facing who could be just as good, if not a tick better. Yeah, Cooper Rons, it's his younger brother, he's a junior. Um I think he's like an inch taller. Velo's the same, uh getting better every year. Uh coaches are really high on him, his walk walk rate uh strikeout to walk ratio is really good he doesn't walk anybody command pitcher um just very clean comes out of the bullpen so uh you know he could be the best he could be the best bullpen arm in the county right now and um so you got that guy uh waiting in the pen so if you're east lake your uh, game plan's got to be attack early and and uh get some runs going because you don't want to get in a situation down late in the ball game no doubt then jack just a nickel's worth of free advice man you're going to want to get to that game pretty early because that's going to be a crowded crowded field for sure but one other one other storyline in that lacosta helix game that that i'm intrigued to follow is and i don't know if you saw this uh but uh, i don't know maybe it was a week or two ago uh spencer jones tweeted something out that he you know he took his first few swings and he's looking forward to being back and helping his team make a playoff run have you heard anything about that do you do you know anything about him potentially being in the lineup either as a first baseman or as a dh as far as i know he'll he he'll be hitting um i'm not sure on the defensive side of things but i know he was itching to get in the lineup uh, essentially begging the coaches to let him play uh, he was cleared so i think swinging the bats okay um so that'd be that'll be uh good for lcc um get their mojo going and have him in the lineup and uh the other the other story with helix too is jordan thompson has really uh, taken on strong on the mound um i had always heard he was you know shortstop going to lsu blah blah, blah but now he's really turned in to a lights out starting pitcher you know i'm glad you brought that up because just watching him last summer at you know a couple of the the big time events across the state uh, you know you watch them and you see the electric defense you see the consistent bat and then you see him on the mound and you're just kind of the electricity in the arm right it's a really live arm and you know you're sitting there with a bunch of coaches and you just kind of wonder well is he a is he a hitter? Is he a shortstop? Is he a pitcher? You just kind of really don't know. But it sounds like, based on what you're saying, is that he might be starting to separate himself as a pitcher more so than potentially even a shortstop. Yeah, I mean, I think time will tell on that one, especially when he gets to the college game. But it's always cool to see guys just excelling on both sides of the ball. I mean, I was a two-way guy myself, so I, I love seeing guys uh, – putting up numbers on both sides of the ball. And, um, we're, you know, we're in an age where we're told to uh, specialize in positions, this and that, but we're seeing a few guys, even at the big league level, um, putting into a kind of, kind of performances. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. Who in your opinion, Jack, or some of the other players potentially in the playoffs that, I won't say maybe have something to prove, but, you know, are, are out to prove something, right? I mean, not that they are, you know, had bad seasons and, and they need to step up or, or anything like that, but just guys that that maybe 
you know, this is a big opportunity for them to show their their abilities. Can can you tell us maybe a couple of guys that we haven't touched on? Um, you know that that you're excited about seeing. I know the first baseman at Point Loma is is somebody that that came on late there for you that that you're really excited about. Big Bat, uh, you know, he could potentially be one of those guys, right? Yeah, Anthony Hall, first base in Point Loma. I believe he's still uncommitted, so this could be a big setting for him. But I just think Point Loma in general, I mean, they're, the talent they have on one team in Division Two is extremely high. Um, I, I got to see Austin Curtis pitch, left-handed starter going to San Diego State, and he's got a nasty breaking ball. So um, I'm putting a spotlight on them because, they, they've got the talent to win it all, and uh, they're a fun team to watch, and they seem like they have a really good camaraderie um, to boot, too. So um, seeing if Sage Creek can make it down to the semifinal game in D2 against Point Loma, it sure would be a lot of, a lot of fun to see Klensky go up against go up against Point Loma. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, a game that you're planning on on hitting tomorrow is uh, Francis Parker at Carlsbad. You touched on that a little bit. Uh, the winner of that goes on to face Madison, which is the number two seed in Division One. What can you tell us about the you know Madison, the Warhawks? I mean, obviously, it's a program uh, who, in the last oh seven to ten years, has has really elevated itself just as an athletic program overall. If you follow that, but uh, the baseball team in particular, uh, what can you tell us about Madison, and you know, and potentially what what can we expect from those guys uh, facing Carlsbad and or Francis Parker? Madison's tough. Uh, I saw them early in the year against Helix, and they handled them pretty well. I mean, it wasn't really that close of a game, and um, I was expecting to go in. This was early when Helix was number one in the county, so I was expecting to go in and and see, uh, you know, Helix dominate, and uh, the tables returned. Madison took care of business. Um, We got a couple good pitchers with some good stats, uh, some nice little depth there. And uh, seems seems to be the same on the offensive side of the ball. You know, multiple contributors. Uh, when it comes to playoffs, and I look at stats, I'm I'm really looking for multiple contributors on both sides of the ball. Um, one guy isn't going to win you a championship in baseball. So, I mean, unless you're Madison Bumgarner. But um, other than that, I'm looking for multiple pitchers and multiple hitters. Yeah, it sounds like Madison has that. Uh, Jack, in uh, Eastlake Cathedral, we talked about that. Uh, that's going to be the big game you'll be off to on Wednesday. Carlsbad against Francis Parker tomorrow, uh, and then everything else will sort itself out for Friday uh, and then potentially Saturday matchups. Well, Jack, I, I just want to thank you for hopping on and, and breaking down the CIF San Diego section. Uh, you know, really appreciate you taking the time to join me. Yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to getting back on in a couple weeks to uh, break down the finals. Yeah, no doubt. We're looking forward to having you then. All right, Jack, uh, until then, we appreciate it, uh, and we'll talk to you real soon. All right, see you later. I want to thank Jack Shannon for taking us on the San Diego Swing and breaking down the playoff brackets. Be sure to stay tuned to PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news, information, and updates as we proceed into the playoffs. Until next time, we'll see you at the yard.